0: When I, when I was putting my sermon together, I, I use images a lot for me to try to understand and, and think um, differently and outside of just words, because um, we're surrounded by words, lots of them all the time. So I thought, um, I also get really distracted during sermons. So in case you're like me, <laughs> um, I, I, I thought this image might be a good one for us to uh, just, you can, instead of looking at me, thanks, you can look at this if you want. Um, Because I just think it's really interesting and maybe it'll make a little sense once I start. Let's pray together. O God of the nations, you have gathered us here today to hear your word, and you will gather us again in all your glory. We are, all of us, gathered, the healthy, the sick, the humble, the proud, we who have much, we who have little, women, men, queer folk, old, and young, to worship you. Prepare our hearts to welcome you, O Christ, as you have welcomed us. Prepare our ears to hear the word that you have for us today. Let the trumpet sound encourage our hearts and quicken our spirits toward your own spirit. Gird us so that we will not stray from the path that you have walked long before us and that you walk alongside us even now. Open our eyes that we may see you in all of your glory and not be blinded by your light in this world amen I'm going to be reading and preaching from Matthew 25 verses 31 through 46 so it's not going to be on the screen you can listen or you can read along if you'd like when the son of man comes in all his glory and all the angels with him then he will sit on the throne of his glory All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of this world. For I was hungry and you gave me food, was it that we saw you, a stranger, and welcomed you, or naked, and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick, or in prison, and visited you? And then the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you? Hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison. And didn't take care of you. Then he will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. Dear friends, sisters, and brothers, did you hear? When the Son of Man comes in glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on that throne in glory. Christ is king. Say it with me. Christ is king. Say it with me. (laughs) (laughs) With me next time. Come on. Just kidding. Um, Of course, we already knew this, but we are reminded today not to forget. And when he returns in all his glory, we will find ourselves gathered at this throne. We will be gathered as we are today, by the hands of God who created us, gathered amongst all the peoples of the earth. We all will be seen, and we all will be called out. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world, for I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. How many times have we heard this passage? A lot, especially in the last year. God's preferential option for the poor is clear here. We must not be confused. While Jesus is only with us on this earth for a short while, the poor, he says, are always going to be with us. By loving our neighbors, the poor, and especially our enemies, We are loving Christ. How then have we chosen to show Christ our only king, our love? For then the righteous will answer him, When was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? Again, we can't be confused. God isn't distant from us. Christ, even now, is with us. We haven't been forsaken. The King who sits on the heavenly throne breathes in us, in strangers and in our enemies, even as we are gathered. We are already bound together in God. We are God's good creation, all of us, loved and cared for, fed and clothed. No one's naked, (laughs) right? (laughs) <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> even now even now and we proclaim this God is healing the sick amen, amen. even now God is rescuing prisoners and setting them free amen? amen and welcoming strangers with love and yet even with all of these miracles enacted around us we believe that the son of man will come again we need the son of man We can't do this on our own. We have to have God with us. So we believe that Jesus will come back. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then they're confused. They also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? These are the people who took care of Jesus. They are confused. Does one who is deeply in love with another not show them how deeply they care? Their whole life becomes wrapped up in their beloved. Does a mother not give food and drink to her children who she loves? Of course she does. But how difficult it is to love those strangers that we encounter day to day. Our neighbors without homes, who beg for food on the corners and yell out asking for our hard-earned money. Our physically and developmentally disabled friends and neighbors, whose words are impossible to understand, whose lives we are afraid to enter into, And perhaps we are even more afraid of what could happen if we let them enter into ours. Because we know that friendship with these people is tiring and so costly. Those undocumented men, women, and children who are afraid of being discovered and deported day to day. Will we get in trouble for sponsoring, sheltering, feeding, clothing, and transporting them for going to their trials? Or perhaps those whose lives are entrenched and the historic systems of poverty, violence, disenfranchisement, and racism, whose children are called criminals simply because they look the part. If we join the fight against these systems that many of us have never had to recognize, never had to see, if we preach and teach that our freedom and liberty is wrapped up in their freedom and liberty, what will become of us? If we go to Adelanto Detention Center, Men's Central Jail, Twin Towers, or CERTIF, Will we, too, be at risk of being called criminals or enemies of the state, traitors? Yet, my sisters and brothers, my friends, we cannot simply express our love for our Lord in word. Even the disciples, who were closest of all to Jesus, did not always understand who or how to love. How many times have we, just like them, shut up or shut out those crying for God to save them, begging for assistance? How many times have we sent them away? I've done this, with no more than just a blessing. We must love Christ with our whole lives, given over in service of the ones who Jesus himself reached out to with such passion, mercy, and love. And this isn't easy, we know this. Let's consider the rich young ruler's dilemma. Jesus says to the young man who's asked him, what must I do to enter the kingdom of heaven? He says, sell all that you have and give it to the poor. If he sells all that he has and gives it to the poor, then what will he eat? Right? We don't do this. I don't do this. This commander moves away his own inheritance and any hope of an inheritance for his children. We recall the words written so long ago, how hard it will be for the wealthy to enter the kingdom of heaven. Then he will answer them, Truly, I tell you, his word is the truth, and we can't forget this. Just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. So we must hold fast to the promise that we have in Christ, all the things that we've already obtained in his life, death, and his resurrection. We know that even though many live as enemies of the cross of Christ, which we remember with tears and prayer and supplication, their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and their glory is their shame, for their minds are set on earthly things. But yet, not all hope is lost. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Even though um, we know that with people, this is impossible, with us, this is impossible, amen? But with God, all things are possible. We know this to be true for the whole of Scripture witnesses to God, God's good action in the world yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And if and when we are worried about what we or our children will inherit, we are told that we simply are not to worry. For our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our body, the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of Christ's glory. Just as the Good Samaritan cared for their enemy along the road, we are to love all who we encounter. We must not be afraid or anxious about the cost or the time that this will take. For what have we to lose? Nothing. Even those of us who may have forgotten, like the rabbi, the Levites, the pastors who are overworked, the musician whose hands are tired, the parents whose lives are spent chasing busy, fast children, and all of us with our chaotic schedules, deadlines, goals, debts, payments, repayment plans, um, just trying to find enough time for a little bit of self-care, let us remember today that our citizenship is in heaven. There is nothing new under the sun And there's been a lot under the sun, right? There's nothing new under the sun. Remember, my dear friends, that our inheritance is from the Lord, not from our parents, not from our grandparents. It's not something that we can give to our children. This is something that God has given to all of us. What does that mean? And these will go into eternal punishment, but the righteousness into eternal life. He does not say come to those who have forgotten their first love, but perhaps they didn't even hear him. For they have already wandered too far away. And if it is we who have wandered, we're reminded again to love God. This is a gift. Therefore live as righteous ones. Do it. That's what he says. Don't be afraid of what you will wear or what you will eat, or what you will drink, or what people think of you, but love. And we know that even if we are lost, the Lord, who is the good shepherd, will go so far to seek us and find us. For God does not desire that any of her children be punished, not at all. Notice what the king says earlier about the eternal fire. Who was it prepared for? Not for us, no but for the devil and all of his angels. This is not God's will. God does not wish that any should perish, but that all would come to repent. This is God's yes to our hundredth, thousandth, millionth no. (laughs) This is why when we hear the trumpet sound on the glorious day, we will praise God with singing and dancing, which we don't do a lot of, but we're going to get better at it, with drum, with harp, with lyre, with whistles, with poems, with more than we can even come to comprehend. When our resurrected Lord appeared, who appeared to his friends who were waiting locked together in that upper room, though they were afraid, he did not encourage their fear. He greeted them in peace. He comes out of nowhere, enters this room with the locked doors, and says, say surprise. <laughs> surprise, he says, peace. Be with you. So today, know the peace of God who invites all of the righteous to inherit eternal life. God, who reigns over us, let us not depart from one another having forgotten the depth of your love for us. Be with each one of us as we navigate the troubles of this world. Help us to greet our neighbor with the same joy that you greet us. We thank you, our King of all kings. That you have freed us from the prison that is our fear of death amen so you're thinking we get to go home now (laughs) just kidding um i thought again because images are so helpful for me um, as a way of praying as a way of listening to god and considering god's word that we might spend some time in visio divina together this morning So some of us know what Visio Divina is. Some of us have done it in our communion rhythms groups. Uh, We've done it in church before in different settings, so we're just going to do it today. Um, Visio Divina is Latin for divine seeing. It's basically praying with your eyes. It can be done, it has been done historically in um, the Jewish tradition, in the Orthodox Church, in the Catholic Church, and other traditions with icons, um, which are written prayers, but they're pictures instead of words. Um, It can be done with a stained glass window. It can be done looking at the person in front of you. It can be done looking at an image, a picture, a painting, being outside in nature. We can use our eyes to pray all the time. So today we're going to use this image. Um, this is a picture that I've been thinking a lot about the last few weeks. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because it's not mine to say anything about. but. It's by a Chinese artist whose name is Ho Chi. I think that's how you say it. Um, And he had his work at Fuller in one of the buildings there. So I was able to see this um, and it it just really touched me. So we're gonna spend some time praying together. Oh, thank you. I don't even know who this is. Kurt? (laughs) Can everybody see it? If you can't see it, feel free to scoot forward because there's lots of seats. Yeah, turn the lights off. Thanks, Peter. So as we enter into our time, feel your body in your chair, get comfortable, but not too comfortable. Um, Pay attention to your breathing, what's distracting you. For the first few minutes, pay attention to what you notice. Colors, lines, something about the image. If you like it or don't like it, hold these lightly. Don't judge yourself. Hold it as a prayer. So is uh, there's no pressure to share if you don't want to. Um, but is is there something, I guess that we could use the microphones too. Is there anything that anybody would like to share? Um, or is there anything that surprised you? I don't
1: know. It's, it's really
2: an interesting pain. I, I keep noticing things as you watch it that you didn't notice before. I guess that's Mary Magdalene probably that's supposed to be kissing Jesus. I don't know. <laughs> then there's the woman that seems to be looking away from them at all. And I really didn't notice for a long time that she has her arms around that guy in front, seems to be holding him up. didn't notice the lady prostrate in front, but there's the mother holding the baby, looking at Jesus, kind of neglecting the baby. His head is hanging down in a very awkward, dangerous manner. You wouldn't let your child.
0: I know there are a lot of different things to see. (laughs) Yeah. What's your name?
2: Interesting. No, what's your name? Oh, I'm Ed.
0: Ed, hi Ed. I'm Misty. (laughs) Did everybody hear Ed? Should I get the microphone? Pass it around. Anybody else? I, I know for me um when I was doing this this week I'm just gonna pass this around next time when I was doing this this week. I had chosen this image well before I had thought about it or had done this. So when I was meditating on it this week, though, I realized, like, oh, this is kind of like Matthew 25. I had not thought about it at all until after thinking, praying about it. <laughs> so that wasn't on purpose, <laughs> which worked out. Anybody else? the
1: microphone. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, I'm really drawn into
3: the
1: colors, and, um,
4: and particularly, I'm uh, usually bright colors, there we go, usually bright colors kind of um, bother me, they kind of put me on edge, um, but in this um, painting, drawing, I'm really, my eyes move around to the bright spots, to the green on the baby, the yellow, around um, the head there. And, um, and I'm like, I'm pulled into it versus like being drawn out, which is no- my normal reaction. <laughs> I'm going to take that one, you're going to take this one. Okay. You careful.
1: can pass that around, Sarah. Oh, I can I do that, that for you? you? <laughs> Anybody else? Well, Sarah's going to bring you the
0: microphone.
4: <laughs> I got a job, people. <laughs>
3: Misty, what I noticed was um, on the last the last cycle through, it just struck me how many overlapping lines we see, and there's transparency between um, people and images, and all of the all of the people are connected. Mm-hmm. There's no separateness.
4: So me and Jordan were actually noticing more so the character in the back, which I think it was almost like that was maybe perceived by me as like separate or like um, maybe more skeptical. Um, There's this kind of that that look in their face. Um, Jordan kind of saw like prison bars, um, maybe even. I didn't see that, but um, that was just interesting to talk about. and specifically, um, there's like a neighbor of mine who I've been talking to recently, who um, has kind of uh, approached me and and wanted to talk about the Bible, but like not really knowing how or like what he even wants to ask. And and it's that um, look on their face that like really um, like embodies what my neighbor like his disposition. <laughs> So that was really interesting to me. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Caitlin.
3: I feel like there's so much of humanity represented in this little box. And I think my prayer in it, Misty, was um, where that humanity reaches us physically. I think of people on my street. That are represented in this humanity, in this struggle for life. And um, there were specific prayers coming to mind about people I'm somewhat hesitant to interact with, even though I'm normally not like that. It's just that I see them every day, and I'm, like you said, not sure I can find the time right now. (laughs) But just the 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 hope I think of the person of Christ and the presence of God in this image it's huge.
0: My back's been to you guys. I just realized oh, that sorry. Heather Oops. after Trisha and Ryan.
1: <laughs> Ryan also has
0: <laughs> Trisha Heather Ryan.
1: Um I, I got fixated on the road, um, and started thinking that, about how nobody just materialized at the cross. They all walked there. Um, probably a really long way. Um, and then, you know, and immediately was thinking about the road as like leading to the cross, but then also started thinking about the road as leading away. From the cross, um, and that it was a destination for one person, but that everybody has to then move forward and walk away from it. Also, um, yeah, I don't know. It was a. I love that it it doesn't exist just you know apart from that city or that road.
3: So um, I personally empathize with that mother figure. (laughs) Okay, I look like that every day. (laughs) Um, But the image, to me, drew downward. And so I felt empathetic towards the desperation and started thinking about um, that point at which you feel like no one's going to come. And that, like like the ship was sinking. And it called into question for me, like, do I really believe this Jesus resurrection story? Because that's like the next part. Sorry, I'm getting emotional about it, but, yeah. Do I really believe that the next step comes?
2: Thank you. Um. Missy, you had asked a question earlier about where do you see yourself in this painting? And I, that question made me really uncomfortable because <laughs> I spent most of the time trying to find myself in that painting. And the, if I, being being honest, I figured the best place for me in this was probably in the upper left in those buildings mm-hmm. in the background a lot of the times I feel like I spend, you know, I'd, I'd probably just be busy, you know, I'd, I'd probably be on my way to work or something and I'd, I'd be busy helping, uh, you know, helping the idea of these people rather than these people um, in my, you know, combating homelessness or making clothing or healing sick or, you know, Combating institutional racism or whatever thing I was doing um, and a lot of times I might actually just be missing um, the people
5: themselves um, I'm, What really strikes me about it is just that there's no healing happening in the picture <laughs> It's just a bunch of sick people clustering around a dying person. And uh, kind of the most he can give them is just bleeding on them and kind of standing in solidarity with their suffering. But nothing about their situation has changed. And, you know, 2000 plus years later, we know that there are still dying, exploited, suffering people. Um, I found myself getting kind of upset that the artist put that big white dove at the top (laughs) because I think like that just is kind of like a bow you know it's like a vague hope that maybe some of their situations will get better but the picture doesn't even really need to be about that um and also just kind of bringing to mind like what is healing what is resurrection like do we see any of that in this world or is that just kind of a vague hope that it will all have meaning later so yeah that's kind of what i was thinking about
0: We've got to move to the table. Is there, I don't want to, yeah, one more.
2: And for me, it was the White Dove that was dive-bombing the entire hopelessness of the situation. <laughs> and so I, uh, I concentrated <laughs> on, the, on the Big White Dove.
0: So is that it? Thanks, Ariel. <laughs> is there anybody else? Thank you, everyone, for sharing. I would love to hear more about what you thought of this, Um, because the longer I keep looking at it, the longer I find different things and new things, and I do see myself in different ways, Um, and I don't see myself, and I do see Christ in all of these people, and that's something I'm reminded to do. Uh, One of the phrases that came to mind this time um, is, is the phrase, by his stripes we are healed, um cuz I too saw yeah there were all these people and I I mean this woman I guess with the hat and the stripes on her shirt holding holding the, the the man I'm making some assumptions about gender right now but um I I think of I, I see myself in this sort of tired like oh, I have to keep, I'm just here because I was like, maybe she's not there for her, but she's there for him. Um, and she's so not happy about it. <laughs> um, but there's still a certain sense of presence. I don't know, I see something different every time. But um, as the kids come, and as we think about that phrase, by his stripes we are healed, we are all invited to participate in the same way that these people are, to come to the foot of the cross, metaphorically speaking, because obviously we know that this cross isn't here, but maybe it is here. Um, So where do we see it? Hi, friends. Feel free to find your mom or dad or grandpa or adult friends. Have a seat. Ari, pick a person. <laughs> oh, this is heavy. This is great. It's like, the weight of this is not lost on us today, friends. <laughs> But we, but we remember, this is, this is the meal that, that we all, oh, how about, not right now, not right now, Just after bread, okay, pause yep. it down. Um, so hard, it's so hard to wait, I know. We want, we want resurrection, we want food, we want heaven now. And that is here, amen, but we also have the cross. It's all there together. So this is, this is one of the ways that we can find ourselves in this image today. Jesus, when he knew he was gonna die, he knew this was coming. The whole Gospel of Matthew that we've been dwelling in for almost a whole year reminds us of this dwelling in getting ready for his death. So on the night that he was betrayed, he took the bread, And he broke it, and he said to his disciples, who had made so many mistakes along the way, even Judas, who was about to betray him for a sack of silver, which maybe is where I see myself in this picture. um, He took the bread, and he broke it, and he said to all of them, do this, Whenever you eat this, do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup and he blessed it. He prayed that his father would bless this meal. He took the cup and he passed it around to his disciples, his betrayer. maybe there were some visitors who we don't know about at the table. I'm going to guess that's true because when it's Passover at my family's house, there's always someone I don't know. Um, but so he took the cup and he passed it around and he said, "Drink this, and whenever you do it, do it in remembrance of me." And so we pray today, God, that your holy Spirit will fill us as we fill ourselves with your body and your blood, and that you will take us and carry us and help us see with your eyes who you are in each other.